Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new project series on cultural diversity and corporates with rock culture. And today we have our special guest, Stephanie Playford. And I'm going to give an introduction of her background and what she is doing currently. So Stephanie is the head of diversity and inclusion advisory of Word Howl International, and she's also a certified leadership coach. She has gathered global knowledge through her work in international organizations and startups, where she brings a wealth of experience and expert advice. So, wow, I think that was a great introduction. Um, and I'm really uh, happy to have you here as our first guest for this new, new series. And so before we begin, uh, as you already know, Stephanie, the project series is about highlighting cultural diversity in corporates and how important it is and how it plays a factor in your day-to-day -day, uh, activities uh, in corporates. And so the first kind of uh, intro I want to give is that as we, Raw Culture, focus on cultural diversity as a whole and specifically third culture kids, I want to give a brief introduction of what that is before we jump into the next questions. Uh, so a brief introduction to third culture kids, they're basically people who grew up in a country that's different than the passport countries. And due to that, there has a lot of, there's a lot of multicultural skills and qualities uh, with people with these backgrounds. And so with that, I want to go into the first question, which is understanding what World Health International is doing for cultural diversity and how much of a focus is there compared to other aspects of diversity? Uh, for example, there has been a sharp rise in the focus on gender diversity. So that's uh, the first question and uh, feel free to add anything else that I missed from my end. Thank you very much for the kind introduction and I'm really excited to be here on this live podcast today. So um, yeah, great first question. Uh, what is Ward Howell International doing for cultural diversity? Um, maybe a little bit of background. Um, Ward Howell International was uh, founded in 1951 and is uh, one of the world's leading and oldest management consultancy in the field of um, both executive search and leadership consultancy. Um, we have more than 30 offices around the world and um, advise well-known customers from various sectors. So we really get insights from all sorts of industries, from the public and private sector, from very traditional companies to startups, which makes it uh, makes it our work quite interesting. Um, we, I would say we stand for um, a modern and holistic consulting process um, that responds to the individual needs of our counterparts, um, both to um, considering the needs of our clients as well as the candidates, um, trying to find and help them to find a fulfilling career. Um, by, we do so by um, active listening and reading between the lines and really trying to identify patterns and always staying up to date with market and, and the latest trends. So what we saw the pandemic as well as um, movements such as Black Lives Matters and the Me Too um, movements and many others. In, in many ways, those movements have positively um, contributed to the new way of work, so to say. So we have noticed uh, more and more candidates putting emphasis, emphasis on diversity and inclusion related topics. They are asking questions, um, for example, about the company's culture. What are the company's values? Um, do they have a diversity and inclusion strategy in place? So these are all questions that um, some years ago um, at an interview, you would have not, um, you would have not heard. So um, I think this is really a very positive um, development. 
And also, if you look at um, if you look at the, the landscape of companies nowadays, there's hardly any company or teams um, that don't consist of a diverse workforce. Hence, um, working with people from different cultures, um, ethnic backgrounds, or um, differing generations is not simply um, something that is um, that is linked only to large companies, but it's a, it's a vital part of of the way companies and organizations, regardless of the size, will um, operate and how they become how they how they can can become more successful um, by addressing those um, uh, individual and, and group needs. Um, for, for me, as um, maybe to, to add here, for me as the head of um, diversity inclusion advisory, um, it's also important, of course, also that um, we at Ward Howell um, not only advise our clients on their um, DNI journey and their learning journey, but also to um, to lead by example. So we have um, more than seventy percent of women at Ward Howell Austria, and we have four generations successfully working side by side remotely and in the office. So um, this is something which is, um, yeah, which is quite, uh, quite important for me as well, because it also gives us the opportunity to see internally what challenges come with that. And um, it's mm. then, of course, easier from those lessons learned as well to advise, to advise our clients. Right. Thank you very much for that very holistic response. I really appreciate it. And I would like to dive into kind of the next question that I have which is you mentioned a lot about the history and the importance that you place, Word Howell places on cultural diversity. So then my question is, what specific qualities or characteristics of global talents of people from these multicultural backgrounds are corporates looking for? And what do they have as multicultural talent that is different than those who are not from these backgrounds or don't have these experiences? Well, I think um, so. Um, corporates are highlighting the need to find not simply the right candidate um, for the role, but the right fit for the team and the culture that is already existing in the company. Um, So-called soft skills, for example, such as um, people skills, empathy, um, respect, are, in my opinion, essential for a candidate to be successful nowadays at an interview. If you look, for example, at big organizations like the UN system, um, they, for example, state in all their vacancies, their three core values, integrity, professionalism, and respect for diversity. And they do so aiming to find the candidates that understand and share those values. And it's vital in, the, in your applications, at the interview, that you try to link your skills and your competences, your background, your experience, to those um, core values. Um, personally, I think um, whilst I believe that most um, most soft skills, such as empathy, for example, um, are skills that can be developed. You can train and learn them. Um, companies are putting emphasis as well, or don't not not just only focus on IQ and emotional intelligence, but also on cultural intelligence. So cultural intelligence, this is really something we have seen over the last uh, months, uh, years, is a must-have skill for working with and, and leading multicultural teams. Mm, excellent. And could you perhaps, if you could provide some examples or some more details of how exactly do you see these cultural intelligence contributing to companies and how that provides a, a advantage for not only the person who has that background, but also for the company itself? Are there particular factors 
beyond, uh, for example, cultural intelligence, as you mentioned, and empathy that are crucial for 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 success in in how they work and their experience that contributes to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, you know the if you have a so I mean of course there's there's statistics and there's data that has shown that the more diverse your team is and the more people with different racial ethnic backgrounds you have in your team, um, the more creativity um, is there. I think it's always very difficult um, to um, to use this data or to try to convince I think companies to hire more diverse teams just by saying if you hire if you have a more diverse team you the creativity or innovation in your company is increasing. Um, whilst um, that's often the case, you of course also have to create the environment and the structure um, for this um, creativity and for this outside of the box thinking um, to to nourish and to um, to kind of yeah give people the opportunity to think outside the box. So um, for companies, I think um, managing multicultural teams can be a very rewarding experience. It gives um, leaders the opportunity to work closely with employees from diverse backgrounds. And it offers, of course, a chance for, for personal and professional growth. And in my opinion, it's a huge advantage for the business as well, because there are, as I said, opportunities to have um, better ideas, uh, more creativity, um, to learn from each other's experience, to learn from um, different cultures. And this is all something which is enriching um, enriching the business and your, your personal growth as well. Right. And you mentioned all of these um, great skills and great examples of how cultural diversity and multicultural skills are essential for, for how you work and your work in companies and organizations. Um, how might you kind of answer the question for people who are thinking right now, if we want to hire people who are from these backgrounds, uh, what advice can you share with these companies, right? Um, yeah, it's a, good, it's a very good question. So I think um, I would say my, my top three tips are to really consider what types of diverse talents would add to your culture. I think this is, um, this is key. Um, another tip would be to get help um, integrating this diverse talent into your company and teams and help them with successful onboarding at all levels, um, whether it's a, a senior hire or wider part of an, of an operational team. Um, that is absolutely vital. It's not about attracting top talent and attracting um, diverse talent, but also um, making sure that you retain that talent and that, mm. that, that talent, um, you know, feels happy in your team and enjoys working there. So um, it's really important to um, to make sure that they are well well integrated in the team. And right. maybe as a third tip is um, don't forget to focus on your current employees and try to identify diverse talent with the essential attributes and skills that are needed to advance into a leadership role, but focus um, within your company. So there might actually be talent in your company that you can um, provide upskill opportunities, um, development opportunities, succession plans, and so on. So this is something really important also to um, not forget um, the people that already work for you, I would say. Mm, I love that. And uh, just going back to what you mentioned, which is it's not only about attracting the talent, right? Not attracting only the uh, having the multicultural talent uh, being a part of the, uh, the the beginning of the journey, but also what happens during the process. Do you have any recommendations to share 
with how to create an environment or a culture in the company that retains such talent, right? And that also recognizes and, and is aware of the current employees, right? How do you kind of balance those two of having these new employees who are joining from these backgrounds, but as well as retaining the ones that you already have? Uh, what kind of a culture environment do you have to build? Do you have any best case practices or recommendations from your end on this? Yeah, um, I think so. I think, as, as you said correctly, this is absolutely vital. So it's um, attracting talent is uh, one part of the journey and retaining the talent and creating an environment where people feel valued, where people feel heard, where people feel included is, is absolutely key. Otherwise, you have um, and what we have experienced as well. Otherwise, you have huge costs of um, interview, onboarding, recruiting, training, and then these people leave after two, three months because um, their expectations um, of what yeah, is were very different to as, as the cultures and the values that is that is lived in that company. And that is something which is um, which is not an easy journey. This is something which is um, not just um, something you can develop with um, attending a workshop. Um, this is um, work in progress. This takes time. This is a, it's an ongoing journey, but it absolutely pays off because um, you will have uh, an inclusive culture where people feel valued, where people um, are happy to share their input, they are motivated to come to work, they're happy to work. Um, and these are all things which, of course, then allows them to be more um, more open to new ideas, um, th again, thinking outside of the box, contributing towards the company and um, trying to come up with initiatives and um, that can make, for example, processes more efficient or um, identify patterns or just help you to make, um, in general, to uh, make processes and your work more efficient. So whilst, as I said before, um, managing or working with multicultural teams can be rewarding in many ways. Um, as you said, it can also be, um, of course, difficult. You know, um, you, you work with um, working with different people comes with a number of challenges and um, that must be overcome to create a productive work environment. So I think what's vital for companies is to be aware that um, to have this awareness that, you know, it can come with challenges as well. And I think leaders must be acknowledgeable and open-minded about the different cultures um, to, to gain a better understanding themselves of their employees from those different backgrounds and find a way um, to help them work together as a team. So I think this is absolutely key. And um, also to keep in mind that often multicultural teams are composed of people um, who would rarely interact with one another and otherwise so outside of work so whilst their individual cultures um, should be celebrated um, i think it's important to shape um, a constructive atmosphere for for everyone um, to be involved so really to try to create this team thinking and uh, and this um, working together as a team and really um, support that and building building a strong organizational culture with very clear values and uh, very clear goals and strategies is um, something which is 
easier then to um, to have those um, structures and to have those environment uh, where people can more easily understand where does the company want, what are the company's goals, um, what are the company's values, um, and for them it's easier to find a common common values and common goal to work towards. So I think it's important yeah. for for companies and for organizations to establish those clear goals and values. So the people that work there have a common 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 goal and something to to work towards. Right. So you kind of already answered my follow-up question or my next question, which is in what ways can corporates be living the values that cultural diversity brings? So you already mentioned having the mission, purpose and value of cultural diversity as a bigger, let's say, purpose in the company, something that is important to highlight and to keep consistent. Is there anything else that they could do day to day, perhaps, uh, that could improve on this uh, fostering of cultural diversity? Well, um, absolutely. I mean, I think investing in in an inclusive culture where um, you consider that you know, where you consider the differences of the people that work in your team, is something which um, which is vital for the success of any company. So, understanding better that you know some people. Um, some people might not as easily speak out at me in meetings. Some people are more introverted. Some people are more extroverted. Um, you have you just to be aware that um, whilst you know you you have a very diverse team, you you might address those people. You might address people differently, um, and that is something which again, the more and more you understand the different cultures and you. You also try to educate yourself on, on those different cultures. You maybe try to understand what's the difference between high and low context communication. Um, there might be a lot of things that um, that are unsaid, a lot of hidden messages. So the more you understand, I think, about um, different cultures in general, I think the easier it is on a daily basis to um, involve everyone. I think that, that is absolutely key to have everyone involved to feel like effort, to to create an environment where everyone is um, finding his or her own channel to contribute. Um, that might be for giving everyone the opportunity during a meeting to speak for two three minutes. That might be to considering um, to considering better the different time zones that people work on when they work remotely and when you work with a diverse team remotely. Um, so really make sh making sure that you create structures to create processes and an environment that is suitable for all the different um, cultures that work in your in your company. Right. And I think uh, from what you just said is reflecting on what you already know, your current knowledge of cultures, your current, let's say, uh, outlook on what it means to come from these different backgrounds is vital. Uh, Self-reflection, I would say, perhaps from your end. And uh, second of all is looking at the patterns that the current employees or the people who are coming into the company have in terms of what they're comfortable with and then kind of dissecting how we can work from there, how we can bring together the team from these different uh, environments and experiences together. So thank you very much. And uh, my next following question is, so looking at all of this and the things that we discussed so far about cultural diversity and how essential it is for corporates right now to adopt this mindset, what do you think about the future of cultural diversity? Uh, how much of an impact or emphasis will it have on corporates? 
Well, I think the um, culture in in all its diversity is an is an infinite reservoir from from which we gain our knowledge um, of the world and um, which we continuously try to tap into to find solutions um, for various issues to solve various challenges. Um, the um, the I mean the human progress has evolved thanks to cultural diversity. I would say through the exchange between humans. Um, their discoveries, their innovations, sharing their experience, um, sharing their knowledge, their lessons learned, just as we do it now, you know, exchanging knowledge, exchanging experience, exchanging, um, you know, what we have identified, what went wrong, what didn't, you know, what, what really worked well. So I think um, culture is really in a, in a, content, a constant flux. It's, um, it's, evolving, it's evolving across time. And I, I personally believe that each culture is, um, is rich with insights and each culture is providing, um, providing its, its own knowledge and its own contribution. So um, I think our, our cultural diversity is, is really our greatest strength. It's, um, it's valuing this diversity and protecting and promoting um, cultures is absolutely vital um, for the future of successful companies, but also, quite frankly speaking, um, for, for society. Mm. And from, from our experience and from what we, what we see from our candidates, the feedback we get from our clients, um, more and more corporations have realized that the next generation um, they have different expectations, and um, they um, and companies and firms they are adjusting their their leadership style, they are adjusting their structures, they are adjusting their processes, um, specifically to do to ensure that they can continue to attract these top talents, and mm -hmm. to continue to grow their business. So, to answer your question more specifically, um, how much of an impact or emphasis will it will it have on corporations or? If it's not implemented, um, as you said before, I mean, if it's it's absolutely vital to um, to continue to attract the top talents and vital to to grow their own business. So, um, so what what we see, for example, is a lot of companies understand that when they also understand that when they create a safe and respectful environment um, where people are not afraid to fail. Um, then they can create an environment where there's more creativity, innovation, um, and outside of the box thinking taking place, and um, people work more effectively and they're more motivated. So this is what I what I meant before, right? I wouldn't just link it to um, hiring a diverse team. Yeah, you might have an you might have a super diverse team, um, but that doesn't mean that the that the team is uh, or that there's an inclusive environment. It also doesn't mean that. Um, your company is more creative or inno innovative. So it's one thing to have a diverse team, but on the other hand, you also need to have an inclusive structure and you mm -hmm. have to have an environment um, for those people to contribute more effectively and um, and by being motivated themselves to contribute so, and really to um, give them right. give them a purpose and, and a why, so to say. Mm. And that's why I also like uh, the comment that you made about diversity being kind of a flux right there's it's not a constant thing it's something that you need to adapt to and especially looking at teams and corporations it's it's all about kind of understanding the dynamics of the current team understanding what it means if you bring in a new set of people in and how you can make sure that there's still a balance there's still an understanding there's still respect on all levels and so i think that's a great example of what companies should be doing right now and also looking forward to be able to be flexible and adaptable with these changes and uh, this trend increasingly towards being connected to 
all across the cultures, right? So thank you for that uh, comment there. And um, I actually have one last question. And that is considering that there's a continued conversation actually in this podcast series, um, we will have another guest on who's also representing a corporate. Is there a question that you would like to ask them regarding cultural diversity? So this could be anything from your end. <laughs> well, that's a very tricky question, uh, Verung. Um, I think it's a tricky question in itself um, to pick a question, yeah. especially um, not knowing the, the guests or the audience um, speciality. But um, so, yeah, all the best um, with my question. I think the, the, one, um, the one question that comes to my mind is if um, cultural diversity should already be part um, of a company's DNA, so to say, um, should they wish to truly succeed in improving, in, you know, in improving innovation, creativity, employee retention, and financial performance, for example? Um, how should um, how should we be measuring cultural diversity? And um, what what would you say does success look like from a company and an employer's perspective? These are probably two questions. Mm. But yeah, I was going to say that's more than one question, but fantastic. I'm look, looking forward to the answer that they will have for your question in the next episode. Me too. Uh, that, <laughs> that was all of my questions from my end today. But right now, I would like to provide the space for you to also share a bit about Word Howl, a bit about how to connect with you, and any last comments from your end. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I think maybe what, what I want to add is that of course, you know, the, the whole diversity and inclusion with cultural diversity mandate is a very broad mandate. It comes with, um, it comes with a lot of benefits. It also comes with a lot of, um, challenges. It comes with a lot of unknown situations. And I think it's also important for companies to be aware and for candidates that, um, there is, there is the opportunity out there for to, you know, to get help, to get help with, um, integrating diverse talents in your company. Um, to get help through, for example, leadership training, to get help through um, succession planning or the ident identification of, of diverse talents. So I think it's important to, um, yeah, to give companies this confidence that for a lot of companies, this is a very new topic. And um, as, as it is with change and with new topics, it always comes with a bit of a fear of, you know, where shall we start? Um, how do we start? So I think it's, um, it's important to just maybe lean back and say, fine, you know, I'll, I'll talk to an expert. I see how they can support me. How can they help me? Um, there are a lot of, as I said, there are a lot of workshops, trainings, a lot of um, advice on how the structures can be changed in, in easy ways. You know, there are also some um, just simple, easy advice that um, help teams to, you know, or help companies to create a more inclusive culture. It's, um, it's not rocket science and there's a lot of, there are a lot of good examples out there. Right. It's not rocket science. You just have to start. Love it. <laughs> Very nice. Absolutely. So, would, would you like to mention how people can connect with you if they would like to continue a discussion or conversation on this topic? Yeah. So please, um, you find me on, on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to add me. Stephanie Playford um, is on LinkedIn or um, reach out to us, um, Ward Howell International. I'm happy to, um, yeah, I'm happy to answer, answer questions. I'm happy to provide more advice on what we do, um, how we can potentially help you with your leadership journey, with your, um, helping your company to become, um, more inclusive or to, um, attract and retain diverse talents. 
So um, yeah, feel free to to connect with um, with me through um, the Ward Howell website as well. Um, but the best way is um, to reach out from through LinkedIn. Right. Very nice. And right now we just have a few more minutes for questions from the audience. So there's already a question from an audience member and she asks, do you have cases from your experience when international workers couldn't adapt in working community? Yeah, of course. I mean, unfortunately, um, we uh, we experienced where uh, candidates were not happy in their new environment. Um, there were um, we had cases where people, you know, even relocated to companies, um, relocated countries and didn't really enjoy um, their work environment there. Unfortunately, you still have companies who maybe um, highlight um, their or maybe promote um, diversity and inclusion but uh, don't really live it um, and don't really have it implemented in their, in their company um, as they, they might promote it. So these cases, of course, exist. You know, unfortunately, there are, unfortunately, we had, uh, we had cases where people, you know, felt like they were just hired um, to showcase that the company is more diverse. But in mm -hmm. fact, um, their potential and their skills were not used in, in, of course, the way they were expecting it. So um, mm -hmm. that unfortunately still happens. And um, that is something which we also, of course, with those trainings that we offer and um, the career coaching, the advice we provide, um, try to address and um, try mm -hmm. to, but also make our candidates, of course, aware um, that that is, you know, that there is still, of course, a potential risk in, I think, in any country and any job or company you start, as small or big as it is, um, it's sometimes difficult to kind of look behind the scenes and really understand um, how, you know, inclusive is that company really. Mm. That, that's a, I, I like how you, I like how you um, explain that because I think there's constantly people who are corporates or organizations actually on that end who bring in one person who is diverse and often they are tokenized, right? So moving away from that narrative and moving away from uh, this this need to have one person being the model and representing, but having truly a diverse kind of community and aspect in the company, in the organization, that's something that we should all strive for. And uh, for people like you and companies like Ward Howell, you guys are offering services and consulting for that purpose, right? Thank you very much. And, yeah, absolutely. And, Maybe, yeah, yes, <clears throat> sorry. No, from you can please. I said, uh, yeah, maybe to add here, it's um, it's of course also sometimes it's you know it's giving the giving the employees who already work there or the team uh, a training, right? It's not only the the leaders yeah. um, that create this inclusive environment, <clears throat> but also the team members itself, and um, that you know often a lot of times when it comes to um, diversity and inclusion um, related topics it's also important to involve the whole team, right? How, how do I make that person feel? You know, how do I help that person with onboarding, right? It's more than just, you know, providing a one day um, onboarding course on how the systems work, but maybe, you know, maybe can I help um, this new employee's partner with finding the right nursery? Um, maybe can I share some restaurant advice? It's, um, it's those little things, of course, also that, um, that make the person feel welcome. And I think this is something which, um, which is quite often, often underestimated. Right. Thank you very much for adding that. And 
if there's more questions, we still have a few minutes, so feel free to add your questions in the chat. And if not, we will then be also uh, slowly wrapping up this session and this uh, live stream. And I would like to say thank you very much, Stephanie, for being my first guest on this new project series. I'm very looking forward to what World How is going to be doing in the future and your continuous con concentration and focus on bringing diversity into the workforce and your values and missions. Uh, and I'm looking forward for all of you who's in the audience now listening to Hopefully you learned something about cultural diversity and how the importance is for corporates as well. And, and to for you guys to also follow along in the next episode that we have to continue the conversation and to listen to what corporates are doing for this topic. So thank you very much for everyone who's joined and appreciate the question that was also popped in the comments. Hopefully this was informative and you learned something new as mentioned. And I hope to see you in the next one. Thank you all. Have a good day. Thank you Bye -bye. very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephanie.